Hello and welcome to episode number 57 of the Random Thoughts Podcast. That's R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill. On today's show, we're going to be talking about the impending civil war. Well, that's not entirely true. I think we're going to be talking more about the civil war that's already happening here in the United States and my usual whipping boy major league baseball has no problem by uh, having more than enough stories in the news right now to prove a bunch of my points so we're going to continue to rake major league baseball over the coals and show you why the behavior of what's going on in major league baseball is part of a larger problem going on in the United States and around the world. And since we're going to be talking about Major League Baseball, let's just take one moment here at the top and bid a fond farewell to a guy that was a good Major League Baseball umpire, a guy that passed away this past week. His name was Eric Cooper. He was a Major League umpire. He was behind the plate for two of the best games that I ever saw, one being Mark Burley's no-hitter and the other being Mark Burley's perfect game, which I was at the ballpark on that nice sunny afternoon for the rare perfect game. Not a lot of pitchers pitch two no-hitters, two perfect games, anything like that. So the fact that uh, Eric Cooper was behind the plate for both Mark Burley's no-hitter and his perfect game, as well as for a no-hitter by Hideki Nomo, made him a guy that his name had popped out there. Very interesting when it comes to the Mark Burley situation was Eric Cooper's number that he wore on his sleeve, which umpires do, was number 56. And Mark Burley just coincidentally was number 56 for the Chicago White Sox. And I have a ticket stub from the perfect game signed by Mark Burley and his catcher from that day. And I always kind of wanted to get Eric Cooper on there, but it's not easy to get an umpire's autograph. They don't sign a lot of them, but uh, I guess I will not get that chance. And that's kind of makes me sad. And we're going to miss this guy because he was one of the few guys. And I guess the biggest compliment an umpire can get when he passes on, is fans everywhere commenting on the story saying, hey, I never even heard this guy's name. When you're in Major League Baseball as an umpire for over a decade and nobody's heard your name, it means you're doing a very good job. Unlike the people running a lot of these Major League Baseball franchises and the people in charge of Major League Baseball itself, because Major League Baseball once again This, during the week of the World Series, is again looking like a shit show. And I'm sure this isn't making anybody happy, but like the NBA, Major League Baseball seems to be digging into their problems and making things worse. First, let's talk about another umpire. His name's Rob Drake, who is in the news because he made a posting on Twitter, which, I mean, You know, I guess this isn't the place to be. Everybody has to learn. You don't want to be on Twitter. If you're going to post anything that is at all right-leaning, if you're going to post anything that is supportive of President Donald Trump, you probably want to do it on Gab 
or you want to do it on one of the other federated sites like noagendasocial.com where you won't run into all the usual social justice warriors who are then going to try to make your life a complete and utter nightmare. With that said, this case has me looking at things on a larger scale on how the same things can be viewed so often from two completely different points of view. This tweet from umpire Rob Drake, which has since been removed, and his account, I believe, has been totally deactivated at this point, whether that was him doing it or somebody else, I don't know. But the tweet, which we've seen in screenshots, says, I will be buying an AR-15 tomorrow because if you impeach my president, my president being in all caps, this way, you will have another civil war. Again, all caps. Hashtag MAGA 2020. And this took a lot of heat. And I can understand why to a bit of an extent. But when you really look at this, again, I'm one of these guys who believes that words mean things. People are calling this a violent tweet. And I don't really see it that way. I see this as somebody who is standing up for the right to bear arms and saying, I'm going out. And legally buying a gun, because if this happens, if this president is impeached in this way, he sees a civil war coming and he wants to be prepared. I think everybody wants to be prepared if a war is coming. But while I can see where some people might want to connect those two dots, he didn't say that he was going to shoot anything up. He just said he was buying a gun, he was taking his rights and exercising them, something each one of us should do each and every day. MLB, of course, is taking this very seriously and looking into the matter because, you know, MLB can really take care of what's going on in their own house. I don't think they really can, as evident by another story we're going to be talking about. But this story being covered, this tweet from Rob Drake, covered here on a website called GreenwichTime.com, says, Drake's tweet suggesting violence over Trump's increasing political peril echoed a right-wing talking point that began on the extreme fringes of the political spectrum but has grown increasingly common. Again, I think facts mean things, and I think words mean things, and Rob Drake is a guy who has an umpire training academy near his home in Arizona, which is uh, called Calling for Christ. So he's a religious man. So I really don't think he's the type that's going to be calling for violence as much as saying, I'm going to buy this gun because I don't believe in what the left is pushing right now. Like Beto O'Rourke saying they're going to come into your house and take your guns and not that he's going to go and go shoot anybody up. But I understand how that can be perhaps misconstrued on the other side, except for the fact that everything today seems to be falling into this category. Everything seems black and white, and there is no gray area anymore. You're either with us or you're against us. We talked about that in the last episode, I believe, with Ellen DeGeneres sitting next to George W. Bush and the hubbub that that caused, because, you know, you can't sit next to somebody who has different beliefs than you do. You can't have a conversation with them. You can't be friends with them. And that is. The problem, I believe, 
that we're having in today's society. We're forgetting the fact that people should have different viewpoints. And the whole concept of America is not to beat people into believing what you do. The concept of the melting pot would be to have different people with different beliefs all living together, you know, in harmony, which is the hard part, I guess, because there's a lot of these groups that don't want to live in harmony. And when I look at the news, I see the violence on the left. They're the ones that I see throwing milkshakes on people, taking hats off of Trump supporters, lighting them on fire. The hats, not the Trump supporters. Not yet, although I have seen Trump supporters being uh, sucker punched and Antifa and these thugs that are out there on the left, where I don't really see that problem on the right. If anybody has, feel free to throw those videos my way so I can take a look at them. But this is a society where we're supposed to accept the differences and not have the issues that we are having right now from the left throwing that, well, hey, if you believe this, you know, the vice president of this country being a religious person was called hate, you know, hateful because he doesn't believe in homosexuality. He wasn't trying to do anything to stop it. He wasn't condemning. He was just like saying, hey, my religion says this is wrong. And that's being called hateful and that's being called all sorts of other bad things. But this is the country we're living in once again. And the term civil war has been thrown around a lot lately, whether it's saying a cultural civil war or an actual civil war is impending. And you may think that sounds like a completely crazy thing to hear in modern day America, but a recent poll, and I know we've talked about polls before and believing what they're saying and how they can all be manipulated in so many ways, shape or form. But I think it's kind of interesting to point out in light of this story with Rob Drake that there was a poll that was recently done by, and this really isn't a, a group that I would say you would normally take lightly in any way, shape, or form. This is a national poll that was conducted by Georgetown University's Institute of Politics and Public Service. And what they found is people are getting very, very tired of what's going on in this country 67 percent believing that the nation is in fact nearing a civil war so you have to ask yourself rob drake i mean sure that may sound crazy but it he's in the majority 67 percent of people in this poll say they agree with them they believe we are heading for a civil war in this country the same poll also found out that 87% of people are frustrated with the rudeness in politics today. It also revealed that the public really isn't interested in traditional compromise. For example, it found nearly 84% said they are, quote, tired of leaders compromising their values and ideals. The executive director of the Institute, Mo Elethy, explained the findings this way, quote, it seems to me what they're saying is, I believe in common ground. It's just that the common ground is where I'm standing. As soon as you move over to where I am, we'll be on common ground. So this is basically what's been going on in the United States government now 
since Donald Trump has been elected, which is resist. I mean, there is a whole movement just called resist anything President Trump wants to do, anything the GOP wants to do, resist, resist, resist. It doesn't matter if what they want to do is right. It doesn't matter if you agree with what they want to do. It doesn't matter if what they want to do is for the betterment of the country. You have to resist because it's them and they're not us. And once politics turns into a game of that, there really are no winners, except for the people that want the whole concept of the country, the whole bedrock in which it was built upon to crumble. And there are people that are hoping that happens. There are people that want to turn us into a socialist utopia, and a few of them are running for president on the Democratic ticket, which is so hard for me to believe as somebody you know just about 50 years old it's very hard to believe that in my lifetime we have multiple presidential candidates who are proudly socialist and think that this whole capitalistic system which has been the shining light for the rest of the globe for the past 200 300 years that just needs to go it needs to go it's not working perhaps the most interesting finding in this georgetown poll is that it found that 84% of people that they talked to believed that, quote, behavior that used to be seen as unacceptable is now accepted as normal behavior. So the question is, why is that? You can point the finger at the media. You can point the finger at social media. Me, me could point the finger at Russian bots. You can point the finger at so many different things. I guess the question really becomes, how do you get back to a normal level where behavior is no longer black or white? How do we get back to a point to where there is actually compromise? Back to the days of politics where the two parties here in the United States, okay, there's always been occasionally a third party candidate thrown out there, but basically you have two major parties that fought for about one out of every four years trying to get their guy or girl into the white house and then the other three years they actually worked for the people of this country they actually compromised and tried to get things done now that doesn't happen and it seems like you have about a four-year cycle that just keeps going over and over and over again to get a president elected and the utter hatred that we've seen from the election of President Donald Trump is unprecedented. In my lifetime, in anybody's lifetime, I believe, I don't think we've ever had a president that from day one we were hearing it's the beginning of the end. He's going to be impeached. He'll never even make his four year term. It can be argued that this civil war is already being fought when you have the left and the right going after each other nonstop day and night 24 hours a day seven days a week getting nothing done for the people of this country or the people of this planet and doing nothing but spreading lies and spreading mistruths and pointing their finger at the other guy when they're guilty of the exact same thing but i don't think that civility is coming back anytime soon and yet again, Major League Baseball shows us one of the reasons why this is. The Houston Astros, one of the two teams still playing, 
now in the World Series with the Washington Nationals, just minutes ago, it seems, have fired their assistant general manager, Brandon Taubman, over a clubhouse incident that happened the other day with female reporters. The team released a statement today saying that Taubman's conduct did not reflect the organization's values and, quote, we believe this is the most appropriate course of action. Taubman had previously apologized for using bad language that was, quote, unprofessional and inappropriate in the clubhouse following their victory in game six of the American League Championship Series. According to reports, he turned to some female reporters that were in the room, not interviewing him, not uh, directly in front of him, but he shouted, thank God we got Ozuna. I'm so fucking glad we got Ozuna. Yeah, that was the extent of the comments that were made. Ozuna being a pitcher that they had gotten last year and who also, this is where things start going down that slippery slope of social justice warriorism, a guy that did a 75-game suspension for domestic violence. It was noted in one of the articles that one of these female reporters in the locker room was wearing a domestic violence ribbon. It was also mentioned that one of these female reporters, not sure if it was the same one, was visibly shaken by Taubman's comments. Again, his comments were, thank God we got Ozuna. I'm so fucking glad we got Ozuna, a player on his team who perhaps didn't do well that night. He actually looks like he blew a save, but a guy that has been instrumental in getting the Astros to the World Series. So I'm kind of confused by this whole situation. I mean, I am and I'm not. I understand why it happened in words like snowflake, and that will start coming out of my mouth, because what this seems like is an assistant general manager who was showing support for a guy that took a lot of crap in the media, I'm sure. And all he said was, I'm really glad we got this guy. And he threw some salty language in. And any reporter, if you can't handle a little salty language, you probably do not belong in any professional sports locker rooms. But hey, that's just me. But this is a guy again. All he said was, Thank God we got Ozuna. I'm so fucking glad we got Ozuna. And that got him fired because showing support for a player on your team obviously shows that you're not taking domestic violence seriously enough. And I don't get it. Major League Baseball, you have a system in place. It's a really shitty one, as we've talked about in previous podcasts, because I don't really understand any employer being the morality police we have an actual police to take care of things like domestic violence and your question might be was ozuna um was he a guy that was convicted of domestic violence in the court of law no his wife actually went it was again last year that roberto ozuna was arrested on charges of domestic violence after the mother of his three-year-old child so obviously not somebody he's married to at this point accused him of 
domestic violence. The woman that claimed this has left the country and refused to press charges, but he still did the 75-day suspension. So again, in the court of law, nothing, because the woman who said he did this, he's never been convicted of this, decided not to press charges and vacated the country. I think what this whole case really brings light to is, again, another case of black or white, because the Sports Illustrated reporter that was one of the three women, her name is Stephanie Epstein, her tweet on this matter during the Astros ALCS celebration, assistant GM Brandon Talman yelled half a dozen times to three female reporters. Thank God we got Ozuna. I'm so fucking glad we got Ozuna on a systematic problem in Houston and across the league. This is also echoed in a story on MLife.com that ends with Houston admitted it was wrong by not acting more swiftly with Tobman and attempting to discredit a reporter. But the main reason the Astros are in this public relations mess in the first place will be sitting in the bullpen Friday night. So let me just ask you the question. If nobody wants anybody that's ever accused of domestic violence ever to play the sport again, Major League Baseball, why do you have a suspension policy? The minute somebody is even suggested that they maybe did something, ah, just get rid of them. The problem with that, of course, will be you'll end up having absolutely no players left for a variety of reasons. One, people are human and people make mistakes. And people in relationships with each other often seem to get into conflicts, some much more violent than others, but it happens. The other problem is people lie. And with domestic violence, more times than not, it really is a he said, she said thing. So how do you deal with that? I don't know. I'm certainly not for domestic violence, but. I'm also logical and understand that not every woman who claims that she's been assaulted is telling the truth. The Duke lacrosse team comes to mind. Patrick Kane of the Chicago Blackhawks comes to mind, who had a woman claim him of sexual assault, but she was dumb because she claimed it happened in his apartment where he has cameras and was able to prove exactly what happened. Major League Baseball should leave this to the courts where it makes a lot more sense. You can lie to Major League Baseball, and I'm pretty sure that's not against the law, whereas lying under oath to a court of law will get you a perjury conviction, which does actually carry with it some pretty hefty consequences, so people will be a little less likely to lie. And law enforcement, I think, can do a little bit better job in actually figuring out whether a crime actually happened or not. This again, an assistant general manager was fired for showing support for one of his players. He didn't look at these women and say, Hey, I wish he beat his wife more, or I wish he beat his girlfriend more, or Hey, somebody should beat you. Just, I am glad we got this guy on our team. If that now is going to be considered hate speech or violent rhetoric, then Major League Baseball 
I'd also like to point out to you that Game 2 of this World Series was the lowest rated Game 2 of any World Series ever. There's a reason why people aren't filling your seats. There's a reason why people aren't tuning in on television to watch the product you're putting out there. You've lost your way. You're going insane. You've gone down the rabbit hole of everybody is guilty until proven innocent, to which I have to say is, Robert Manfred, the commissioner of baseball, touched me in a bad place and I didn't want him to. It would seem, according to Major League Baseball's new way of doing business, that should be enough to get the commissioner fired and taken out of that position. But needless to say, Major League Baseball won't be getting any of my money anytime soon to promote its product because they really have lost their way, like most of this country seems to have lost its way. Listen to Ellen DeGeneres. She's absolutely right. You can get along with people that have different viewpoints. That's the whole point of a melting pot country. Learn from each other, compromise, and understand that if both sides are unwilling to compromise at all, what you really are heading for is a civil war of one shape or another. And I don't think anybody really wants that to happen, but we'll see how it goes. I hope you like what you've been getting here on the Random Thoughts podcast. If so, do me a big favor and go to randomthoughts.com, R-A-N-D-U-M-B, thoughts.com, and subscribe using one of the buttons there, or you can go to any of your podcast apps and just type that badly spelled name in. I know, it's hard to find, just like my other podcast, Grumpy Old Ben's. Some of these names are hard to find. I just need to start a podcast named something easy. But go over to the website and subscribe if you can. If you like the show, give us a five-star review on one of these podcast apps. Turn a friend onto the show. It is much appreciated. And we work on the value-for-value value model. So if you really like what you're getting here and you want to help us, keep the lights on, the microphones humming, all the audio gear sounding as good as it can, you can also go to randomthoughts.com. Click that little donation button and do a one-time donation or a subscription for any amount you want. Every little bit helps, and we fully appreciate all of the support we've gotten over the past few months doing this show. Actually, it's been over a year. It's hard to believe. It's been a lot of fun. It's been an experience doing a solo show, and uh, hopefully you're not quite yet tired of hearing me blather on and on. If you want to reach out to me, you can do so via email at randomthoughtspodcast, R-A-N-D-U-M-B, thoughtspodcast at gmail.com. On Twitter, we are randompodcast, R-A-N-D-U-M-B podcast, or my personal account, Darren O'Neill, D-A-R-R-E-N-O-N-E-I-L-L. So until next time, go out there, make friends with somebody that disagrees with you, have a good debate, and at the end, go grab some beer and some barbecued ribs. You'll be a lot happier. I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening.